Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Support for this podcast comes from Dice. With over 70,000 tech jobs and career resources like their salary predictor, Dice is the free way to hack your career in tech. Visit dice.com slash it for more info. Matt George and Leo Biaz here getting you ready for the weekend with the Cowbell Kingdom podcast, Friday edition. We welcome you in and thank you so much for joining us. And we are going to touch on a couple things, more of a relaxed episode than last time. If you remember on Monday, (laughs) we talked a lot about Rudy Gay and uh, his response to one of the articles that was posted on Cowbell Kingdom, just about his uh, progression and regression as a player and what he can bring to the table and offer the Sacramento Kings was a really good episode, which got a lot of feedback. So Leo and I sincerely thank you so much for uh, all that you jumped in, even if you agreed with us, disagreed with us, like us or don't like us. All your comments and all your feedback is appreciated. Uh, and much like that episode with this one, we would love to to have you involved. So hope that you can join in with the conversation. But before we dive into what we're going to touch on here this evening, I want to welcome in Leo. How you doing, my friend? I am excited. I finally got my tickets to WWE come October 9th at the Golden One Center. See, I was debating literally right before we got on. I was talking to Damian Barling of KHTK because he and I are the two big KHT, or WWE homers at KHTK. And I'm looking at ticket prices and I'm thinking, okay, I do want to go. Also, another huge WWE guy, Scott Freshour, the guy, the MC at yeah. uh, Sacramento Kings games. He's the guy always getting you pumped up for the fourth quarter. Awesome guy. Uh, he and I talked WWE almost before every single game last season. We'd show up super early and just sit there courtside and always talk WWE. So it's always been a goal of his and mine to go see a show together. So he and I are trying to work out a way to get to that show. I want to be there so bad because as big of a WWE fan as I am, I've never been to a WWE event before. No And I've way. heard they're extremely <laughs> fun. I love crowd atmospheres, and that's what WWE is. It's just one big crowd atmosphere. Oh, it's fun, man. Uh, so I'm, I'm definitely debating on getting my tickets. But, hey, quick side note, the fact that Golden One Center hasn't even opened yet, it's it's opening with, with such crazy, awesome events. And then now it's just added both a WWE pay-per-view, even though technically it's a SmackDown pay-per-view, which is considered the B show out of the two. I don't care. It's a WWE <laughs> pay-per-view event. And then also just announced today that a UFC event is going to be held in the Golden One Center as well. Yep. Heck, it's a shame that New Orleans got the uh, – Got the new or got the All Star game moved there because uh, damn, we could have sure loved to have it here in Sacramento. But uh, it's exciting times, Leo, to to have that arena downtown and to be able to welcome in these high class events again that really have have drifted away from Sacramento as Arco Sleep Train has aged. 
Sacramento is back, Matt. And with this new arena, I'm talking Pitbull, Drake, everyone. Uh, Beyonce. Uh, I mean, right now I'm I'm blanking, but <clears throat> everyone that would laugh at Sacramento is now like, oh my god, the Golden One Center is the most technologically advanced arena in the world. Particularly with concerts, it's going to be interesting because... Make no mistake about it, Sleep Train Arena is a phenomenal place for basketball just because of the acoustics of that building. For a concert, it's horrible. And I'll be the first one to admit that I've been to many a concert at Sleep Train oh, Arco Arena. Sleep Train, for sure. <laughs> They're horrific. So it's going to be interesting to see. And the same thing with like Oracle Arena, too. Oracle Arena was more the other side in Oakland. Oracle Arena is better built for kind of concerts and shows of that matter and not as good for basketball just because of how it's it's been designed. So that's why they're, they're – well, that's one of the reasons why they're saying they need to build that new arena uh, in San Francisco. Uh, but it's going to be interesting to see how the Golden One Center does with all these different kind of events because obviously, first and foremost, it's a basketball facility and they've built it for that. But hopefully it'll be a better home to some of these major acts that are going to want to come through. And one of the things we have to remember is these these people who are trying to book these gigs at Sacramento, they see – the technological side of it and that interests them for sure but the idea of being able to say that you were able to help open up even if it's not the first or second or third show there you were able to be there in the first year or two of the newest arena not just in the in the united states but in the world the newest most potentially most technologically advanced arena in the world you got to play at in the first uh, year or so of its existence mm -hmm. it's exciting and it's cool that uh, people are lining up to want to uh, to want to come but we could talk about the golden one center all night long because you and I are so fired up about it it's gonna be interesting I know I saw on the uh, your latest episode of of your uh, I'm blanking on the name of it the CK cowbell nation CK nation that's what it is I was gonna say the cowboy kingdom show but that doesn't sound right <laughs> on uh, CK nation you talked a lot about how the parking and transportation is gonna work also uh, I saw the video awesome interview with uh, Kenny Thomas an awesome look into uh, his place and his restaurant that he's got going there one of the many places that are gonna be downtown around that arena man that place is going to be popping it's going to be awesome it'll be interesting to see how it is like on a weeknight basis you know mm -hmm. during king's games or like on a wednesday or thursday night but certainly on a saturday or a oh friday night or even a sunday afternoon man that place is going to be the place to go yeah. so i'm certainly I'm and, certainly excited about that and the uh, soft opening i think for family members um and media is next wednesday so we should be there giving you a broader look of the entire restaurant so right. it it should be fun man i mean the grand opening is almost here this wasn't scheduled for us to talk about uh but i want to jump in because i think it's an interesting conversation here you want to ultimately open your arena and have the first basketball event in there be a meaningful game that being said the first game that's actually going to be played in oh sleep gosh, yeah. or in the golden one center <laughs> is against what is it maccabi haifa or maccabi i was haifa. so upset when i saw that matt so i mean you, you have preseason games and preseason serves two purposes for the team itself I mean, you, you get to look at uh, some of the younger players that are potentially trying to fight for a roster spot, and you get to work out some kinks and just try and get everybody to play together in a kind of a simulation game setting. Uh, but also, preseason is really used a lot by arenas, by uh, like people who work inside and on game production, game management, uh, all the technological side. They use preseason games for 
working out all their kinks. And believe me, I've worked not nearly in that big of a venue. I worked in a small venue at a uh, at William Joseph University as their broadcaster. And even then, our preseason games were so important for working the kinks out of just sound and how everything's going to work, how the clock's going to work, everything like that. So that's important for sure. But God, you almost as a fan, you want that first game ever to be played in the Golden One Center. You want it to be that San Antonio game, don't you? Absolutely. And when I saw the schedule, I understand what you say about preparing, at least from a broadcast standpoint. Mm -hmm. We have to make the mistakes early on. That way, when the season comes, everything is smooth, right? But as you said, as a fan, you want the first game ever to be meaningful. And no disrespect to the team that they're playing on, on the 10th, but it's a meaningless game as far as for the fans but then you see it as okay it's the first game ever at the uh, g1 at the gc1 sorry so then you're like okay it might have a special effect but make no mistake about it i wish it would have been against the spurs well the you have to pose the question you have to think about and talk about really um what would it be like if they didn't do that preseason if they really opened up that arena with just the Spurs game without having any practice, you run the risk of having potentially opening night festivities because there's going to be a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And just throughout, throughout the game, there, you run the risk of having technological issues and things that you really just don't want to have to deal with on your opening night. So again, I can understand it. The fan inside of me doesn't necessarily like it. So I came to the decision. What I'm going to do is I'm going to torture myself. <laughs> and in torturing myself, I am not going to go to any of the preseason games. I'm going to make that home opener my first game in the Golden One Center, even though the preseason is going to be there and technically it won't be the first game, that night is still going to be the night of celebration. So I'm uh, going to abstain from going to any preseason games, which might make me twitch and uh, hurt myself a little bit. Uh, but <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna make it happen just so that night... Well, you know, for all extensive purposes, that night still is going to be incredible. So whether yeah. or not they play games or not, I mean, that, that night is going to be awesome and you almost wish all of Sacramento that... that didn't, wasn't involved in uh, not wanting the arena. Everybody involved with wanting the arena in Sacramento, I wish there was a seat for everybody there. Um, but, you know, they have to have these preseason things because ultimately what brings in most of the money is not necessarily the ticket sales. It's the TV contracts. Yeah. And these TV stations and these TV crews have to work out how everything is going to look and sound and feel. And you just don't want to do that on opening night with such a big occasion. Yeah, and... October 4th with Paul McCartney, it's going to be a rocky night as well. Yeah. So for everyone who, who attends that event, I mean, that's the grand, that's the official grand opening of right. the Golden One Center. And then you have WWE on the 9th, and then you have Woo-hoo. the Kings on the 10th. So whoever gets to attend those first three events, um, it's going to be awesome, man. I mean, those are moments that you never forget. Those are moments that you take with you to the grave, you know? Yeah, just to walk into those doors for the first time. I tell you what, one thing that used to always hit me as a kid, and still to this day it hit me about the uh, the Golden One or not the Golden One Center, sorry, the Sleep Train Arena and Arco Arena, is when you'd walk in those doors. The first thing that would hit you is first. I mean, you always see the color, the the purple of the of the walls when you mm-hmm. first walked in, mm-hmm. but it was always that smell of you know churros that would just hit you. <laughs> I don't know what it was. The churros 
were dominant over anything else when I walked into the, the corridors of, of Sleep Train Arena. Just boom, churros would hit you. So I wonder if there's going to be something the first time I walk into the Golden One Center, if I'm going to see, smell, or hear something that could potentially stick with me for the rest of my life or the rest of my career. It, it's exciting, and I think a lot of people are going to have moments like that. Man, when you just first sit in your seat, and I, I – I, Wherever I'm sitting, even if it's in the media area or if I'm working in the radio group or wherever I'm going to be, I'm going to have to make sure I take extra time to be there early so I can just sit down and take it all in. Take it all because, in. <laughs> God, it's going to go by fast, and it's, it requires a little bit of meditation of, man, the battles we fought to get to that point because, boy, were there a lot of them. Yeah, so, hey. Just, yeah, so just talk about something so special uh, for right. us as fans and then for us as journalists – just sitting there meditating and just seeing where the team was and where they could have been either in Anaheim or in Seattle to really see how how much the city overall has progressed with within the last two years and to just have a state-of-the-art arena like this it's it's just going to make it that much more special Right. And Leo, I don't know about you. I'm a naturally impatient person, which is horrible for the career choice that I picked. <laughs> but man, I'm having a hard enough time just waiting for Tuesday for the new Madden game to come out, let alone FIFA and 2K that's coming up. So oh having to wait still so long, it seems like an eternity until that arena is going to open. But I'm sure it'll be on us before we recognize it. But from right now, it seems like an eternity away. We want to let you know right now, if your business is looking to make more sales or simply generate exposure, Cowboy Kingdom is now offering marketing solutions. We offer online marketing, social media consultations, graphic design, and we can produce you a quality video commercial. We have different plans for different budgets, but we guarantee quality work that will make you a client forever. You can email us at info.cowboykingdom at gmail.com for more information or be sure to visit cowboykingdom.com slash advertise with us. So, yeah, it's going to be difficult to be patient. We just want basketball to come to the Golden One Center so bad. But at least we have basketball going on right now, Leo. We got Team USA, and in Team USA, or part of Team USA, is Mr. DeMarcus Cousins himself. Mm-hmm. And one, the main thing that I wanted to touch on, although we did just spend a lot of time there on the Golden One Center in this podcast, um, I wanted to talk a lot about the trade rumors involving DeMarcus Cousins because more and more of these are starting to seep out, and there's one consistent theme with all of them, and I know you're pretty passionate about the actual groups that are leaking this information, so I'll hand that over to you in just a second. But all of these trades and these rumors that I'm seeing are making the assumption that Vladi Divok is a – or Divok, excuse me. Make sure I pronounce that name right. Divox is an idiot or is a buffoon or is just willing to get rid of DeMarcus Cousins for anything that looks mm-hmm. potentially shiny and new. The latest that I see – have seen is a three-team trade involving DeMarcus Cousins going to Cleveland, Kevin Love going to L.A., and the Kings getting a pick, and then D'Angelo Russell is the main player they get back uh, from the Los Angeles Lakers. Just an absolute buffoon of a move, but unfortunately, because some of these media outlets are putting it online, putting it on a somewhat legitimate website, putting a decent name on it, like DeMarcus Cousins, and then putting a, a picture that they probably got off of Getty Images, because they're doing all this, Fans are reading it and buying it. And I know you feel passionate about that. I don't think many fans. I I think about 15% of fans that are not really educated on, on the subject will share it. And then it will catch fire on Facebook groups. But then people who are in the actual media and they see stuff like that, you just have to laugh at it because... 
Right. The, these are not actual outlets, media outlets. They are blogs that feed off clickbait. And when you put, when you write a catchy headline, I mean, there are guys out there that just specify on writing catchy headlines, and that's how they get clickbait. And they're riddled with ads from from a Google Ads, and that's how they get other views, which is right. really disappointing. But for all the fans who share these non-existent stories, these clickbait stories, please stop because the Kings will not get Kevin Love or, or the King or Vladdy will not get rid of DeMarcus for pretty much nothing. Uh, I mean, just the, the whole Kevin Love to Cleveland. Just, I mean, they keep insisting with this story, and it's like there is no story. The Cavs can call the Kings all they want. Right. Anybody can call. It's like Vladdy calling the Cavs for for LeBron. Is he available? No. Bye. You know, it, it's as simple as that. Just because they call doesn't mean that he is on the trading block, trading block, or it doesn't mean that he's gonna trade him away for Kevin Love, uh, Shumper, or some other buffoon on that team. Because because Vladdy, at least I think, knows what he's doing. Ladies and gentlemen, the following is a public service announcement. Just because it says trade successful on ESPN trade machine does not mean it is a legitimate deal that could potentially happen. Just because financially it makes sense or it works out in that machine does not mean that it would happen. Now, I am guilty of this, and my most recent offense was sending Rudy Gay and Ben McLemore to the Houston Rockets for Trevor Ariza and Patrick Beverly. Dream trade. Rockets would almost never do it. So I understand how enticing it looks to put those players on there and see trade successful and think, ooh, Vlade, make the call. Let's make this happen. So, okay, if you're putting D'Angelo Russell to Marcus— those are role players, though. Uh, Sorry, sorry. Those are role players. When when you start talking top ten player in the world, that just changes a little bit, you know? Well, sure, and, and if you're selecting three teams on ESPN Trade Machine and you pick the Lakers, the Cavaliers, and the Kings, and you put— select the three names of Kevin Love, DeMarcus Cousins, and D'Angelo Russell, I don't care how successful it is, and I don't care what combination of players goes where. It's not a deal that's going to be done because, one, it requires way too much effort on other teams' parts, and, two, the Kings are going to be the biggest loser out of the bunch because whether whether you get Kevin Love or D'Angelo Russell, even if you got both of them, it's a downgrade from the talent that you have in DeMarcus Cousins. Now, I have been a proponent at times of, if it's the right deal, trade DeMarcus Cousins. But I'm not ever, ever going to encourage Vlade or the Kings or anybody to move a talent like Cousins when you're not going to get at least something decent in return. And D'Angelo Russell and Kevin Love, I'm sorry, they're not decent enough to i mean they're decent players in terms of who they are but they're not nearly close enough to filling the shoes of demarcus cousins oh wait wait did i hear this right if you get russell and love and the first round pick you wouldn't think about it i would not take d'angelo the pick is interesting but i would not take kevin love and d'angelo russell for demarcus cousins i would not why would you want a guy in kevin love that only ever showed true talent when he was in minnesota basically doing what Cousins does in Sacramento. He was a stat sheet stuffer on a bad team who never really got to the playoffs. And then when he did get to the playoffs, he did basically nothing except for one good defensive play on Steph Curry. Kevin Love was invisible 
throughout this season and was an outcast on the Cavaliers. I don't care how much LeBron tried to cover that base in his press conference after he won the finals. He was an outcast on that team. I do not want him as a leader in Sacramento, nor do I want a kid in D'Angelo Russell. Put aside all the problems that he had in the locker room. He's a guy that you're going to have to develop. Sure, he's a young, decent point guard, but I already have the only draft pick the Kings have made in the past 10 years, with the exception of Willie Cauley-Stein, because we don't know yet, who has turned into anything that's nearly or up to the standard of his potential. Every other draft pick and every other young player that the Kings have gotten over the past 10 years has not met the potential and has not developed. So why would I want to take on another guy in D'Angelo Russell that I would have to develop into hopefully becoming my superstar when I already have a superstar, even if I'm not winning games? In that situation, it just feels like I'm going backwards. I don't know what you think. (laughs) And you know, I respect you and I respect everything you say, but I'm going to have to disagree. If Perfect. If you give me D'Angelo Russell, ice cold veins, and a soft Kevin Love, which that's what he is, but he is still a guy who can hit a three, stretch the floor out, and grab you 12 boards a game. And if you throw in a first-round pick from the Lakers, I would take that in a heartbeat. Because, Interesting. Yeah, because D'Angelo Russell is only going to get better. He, sh- he showed a lot of promise in Summer League. I was there, and what I saw from him from year one to seven months into, well, let me take that back. The summer, the off season, he's still going to get better because now he's going to play against top-tier talent as opposed to playing against rookies and undrafted rookies in Summer League. But right. what I saw in Summer League is a lot of improvement. Right, and, and, and first the off, the Kings need a point guard, and if the Kings can get a future, I wouldn't say star, but he has the potential to be a star, and and you get a first round pick, that's as much talent that anyone's going to give you for Demarcus because you'll never get even talent or equal talent to Demarcus because there there's nothing out there unless you unless you get someone in the top ten, which I don't think a team would do because you're. Because the other team is trying to get better. So I guess my point is, if you get rid of Cousins, you will never get equal value in return. Right. But I would not want to take on someone who's already reached their prime, who's basically similar to Cousins in so many ways in terms of a stat sheet stuffer, along with a guard who has already had behavior problems in the league. Sure, he could learn from that. and You can't hold that completely against him, but it's already been there. Plus, he's not completely developed yet. Like, based off of the track record of the Sacramento Kings, I cannot – and let me take a step back really quick because this entire conversation is completely hypothetical because there's no chance that the Kings would land both Love and D'Angelo Russell because they're both on two different teams. Now, you would talk about it if you could get both of them, but you're not talking about it at all if it's only just either Love or D'Angelo. So (laughs) there's – Let's let's put that there. But I, I think this is an interesting conversation to have, and, and it's good to have because I totally agree with you with what you said about Cousins. You're not going to be able to get equal talent back, and I, I get that. But when I look at DeMarcus Cousins, I would rather get talent back that has shown me enough to where I can trust that they can develop and give – like to me, I don't see Kevin Love and D'Angelo Russell as guys that will – give the heart out for the team and that can still take steps in the right direction maybe d'angelo but not kevin love now one of the trades that i liked a lot 
when uh, Cousins was potentially on the block was sending him to Orlando for uh, Victor Oladipo and uh, Vucevic. Now, now I would do that in a heartbeat too. Exactly. But those are two young players where they're both still developing. They play really, really hard. You still get basically – you don't get – Cousins' skill set in Vucevic, but you still get a big body down low that can score and rebound. He's a rebounding machine. And then you get a very athletic guard. So it's somewhat similar, but the the players that Vucevic and Oladipo are versus Russell and Kevin Love are extremely different. So it's hard to necessarily put into words, but it's it's there. You can see it when they play, and you can see it in who they are and on and off the floor. And that kind of stuff just, just comes into effect for me. I don't know about you. Okay, well, well, let me ask you this. It's a, it's it's another hypothetical. Would the sure. Kings be that much worse if they had D. Russell and Kevin Love as opposed to Cousins? And isn't that the million-dollar question? Because <laughs> bottom line is, and, and this is an argument. You're using my own argument against me, damn it. <laughs> this is an argument that I've made all the time as to why keep the Marcus Cousins is you haven't won with him. You're not getting any better with him. You've barely won over 30 games with him, so it's not like you can get super much worse. But... I would rather just not I would I would want to avoid at all costs taking on more projects for someone who has at least is at least entering their prime or has shown that they they belong in that top spot. Like I get that DeMarcus Cousins has not won anything here in Sacramento. But I, I've not seen anything from D'Angelo Russell and Kevin Love that suggests that things would get any better, let alone worse. So I, I suppose that would be my best answer to that. I agree with a- that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree with that because, as I stated before, it's almost impossible to replace a top 10 talent in the world. And that's mm-hmm. what DeMarcus Cousins is. He is, without a doubt, a top 10 basketball player right now in the NBA. Mm-hmm. So if we start talking hypotheticals and, and, and trade scenarios and then using the ESPN trade machine, right. you're never going to get equal value for this guy because this guy is uh, a talent that comes every 20 years, a guy who can score from the outside, is dominant inside, can just move. And he, he has shown those flashes of being, of, of being brilliant when he's on a winning program. But right. then he has also shown those tantrums that he throws in Sacramento. Like, I think it was today. I was watching the first and second quarter, and he got called. He got called for a foul, and then he just he exploded like he always does. And then I'm thinking, <laughs> please stop, stop, stop. They're gonna give you a T. They're gonna give you a T. And then you know he he looks at the ref. He looks he he looks at the ref like he's all crazy and stuff. And then. He just calms down, and, and then he remembers, okay, we're Team USA. We're probably going to beat this team, so let me be quiet right now and just play the game. But then right. he can't control his emotions with the Kings because he is the best player with the Kings, and he's not the best player on Team USA. So that's the difference, and that's what I keep saying. DeMarcus needs to be your second best player and have a superstar point guard, an actual leader that can take the Kings to the next level. Well, this hypothetical situation, they're, they're fun conversations to have, uh, but they're, they can be endless rabbit trails that, that dig you all the way down to the center of the sun before you burn up and die. So <laughs> we just we need to be careful uh, not to, to get too deep into the rabbit hole, but they're certainly fun, uh, and we, we love to have you join in on this conversation. What do you think? Would you take 
Kevin Love and D'Angelo Russell for DeMarcus Cousins? Or do you agree with me? Do you think, man, I feel like I'm taking two steps back rather than potentially a step forward in the right direction? And, and who in your right mound, it doesn't have to be realistic. Uh, we would prefer if it was, but what kind of talent do you need to have to feel comfortable? What kind of talent do you need the Kings to return to feel comfortable t- uh, shipping off to Marcus Cousins? I think that's an important question, and just so Leo and I can really gauge uh, where you guys are at. If you're looking to build a website or you simply need help with your site, Amplo Creative can help. Check out their easy-to-use Grade My Site tool on AmploCreative.com and evaluate your online marketability in 45 seconds. It doesn't get any better than that. Ask for the CK special to receive a great deal. Well, Leo, we were going to talk about D'Angelo Russell here, but we are out of – I'm sorry, not D'Angelo Russell. Bogdan Bogdanovich. Well, we were going to talk about him too. Boy, we, we really blew out a lot with with both those conversations. So I guess we're going to have to push those to the next one. We will talk about Bogdanovich. Also, DeAndre Jordan was who I was trying to say and his comments that he made involving a gold medal being more important than the NBA Finals. So we'll just tease that out for Monday's episode because we got to wrap it up right now. Uh, I know you're seething with those uh, those DeAndre Jordan comments, as am I, and that's something we, we would love to get off our chest. Yeah. So try and take a chill pill, make it through the weekend, <laughs> breathe a little bit, drink drink an alcoholic beverage, and just lie down and have some fun. And we will come back to you on Monday, and we will uh, we'll talk about that and get that off our chest. Yeah. But until then – Wait, wait, wait. wait. Well, one last thing as right. a disclosure. DeMarcus Cousins is not on the trade block, so please don't go out there and say – how about Kingdom? Leo Villas and Matt George said that they're going to trade him for Russell and blah, blah, blah. Please. This is, yeah, I, yeah, this is a disclosure. He is not. I know this for a fact. He is not on the trade block. Yeah, and I'm in the process of moving into a new house <laughs> that I just renovated. And the last thing I want is the first week that I move in to have a bunch of people with picket fences outside just protesting me and, and calling for my head. So thank you for putting that disclaimer out there. No, we are not calling for DeMarcus Cousins to be traded. We're simply having a conversation to try and calm the people down who are taking any kind of these rumors involving Kevin Love and DeAndre Russell and any people that are giving those rumors the time of day or are expecting them to be legitimate sources. We just wanted to get that off our chest and understand that these things are not going to happen. Vlade is not going to make this deal. Vlade is not going to make any deal unless it makes sense in terms of getting something decent in return. And you and I both trust that Vlade is smart enough uh, to make the right move in that sense. So thank you for putting that disclaimer out there. I really appreciate it because I don't want to be involved in a witch hunt where I am the (laughs) one being hunted. So don't hunt us over the weekend. Let us have a good weekend. And we hope you have a good weekend as well. We will see you back here on Monday on the Cowbell Kingdom podcast. For my good buddy, Leo, my name is Matt George. Thank you so much again for listening. We'll see you on Monday. This has been the Cowbell Kingdom podcast on cowbellkingdom.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.